Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to episode 78 of the Limping for Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Mike Matthews. I want to thank our community for supporting the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like and a subscribe. Share this video today. Today is a special episode for me because... I'm going to take today to honor the memory of Dr. Michael Heiser, who taught on today's topic, The Unseen Realm. I highly recommend his book, Unseen Realm, uh, his other book, Supernatural. If you have never learned this topic about what the Bible actually teaches about the unseen realm, you're going to learn today that there's more than just angels and demons. Excuse me. That there's a hierarchy to the unseen realm with God being the top and king of that realm. Now, um, in the description, I will link to... Uh, a memorial of that Logos uh, Bible software publish about Michael Heiser so you can read more about his background. Uh, I highly recommend that you look up his uh, Naked Bible pro- podcast. You're going to see that he has a PhD and a Master of Divinity. Uh, he started uh, a college uh, a theology school at Celebration Church down in Florida, I believe, called Awakening. Uh, he, I was introduced to his teaching um, about eight, nine years ago, and it, it rocked my socks off, okay? It, what you're going to learn today, we don't learn in church, okay? The only thing that we're taught about is angels and demons, but today, I'm going to ask you to get your Bibles, get a notepad, Take your time to actually dig into the Bible because the Bible has a a supernatural worldview. Uh, People say, I don't believe in paranormal. Homies, you believe in the God that beat death. Jesus died for our sins and three days later, he beat the grave. You believe in paranormal stuff. So, we're going to dig in and... So, this changed my life. His teaching changed my worldview on the supernatural. Now, I want to do some house cleaning, uh, house cleaning first, housekeeping. I mean, nothing what he teaches is contrary to theology proper, sound doctrine, Christianity 101, the Trinity. Original sin, uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, the Father, the Son, um, uh, regeneration, justification, sanctification, uh, core doctrines of the faith, regeneration. None of that is impacted by this teaching. This is fundamental to your faith. So people have the right to disagree with what Dr. Heiser says. That's okay, but after today, I hope that you have a deeper 
understanding of the supernatural. Okay. Believing the Bible. Do we really believe what the Bible says? In the Bible, there are little known, there are little, the little known supernatural stuff that we occasionally run into while reading scripture, but we rarely hear about it in church. Here's an example, 1 Kings 22. Maybe you have never read this passage, but you read it at first glance and you're like, what the heck is going on? And Micaiah said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all his hosts of heaven standing beside him and on his right. And the Lord said, That's, this is the Lord talking to his host. Who will entice Ahab that he might, that he may go out and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said one thing and another said another. Then a spirit came forward. That's odd. Spirit came forward and stood before the Lord saying, I will entice him. And the Lord said to him, by what means? And he said, I will go out and will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, you are to entice him and you will, you shall have, and you will, you shall succeed. Go out and do so. And now, therefore, behold, the Lord had put a lying spirit in in the mouth of all these your prophets. The Lord has de declared disaster for you. Okay. Wow. Let's, let's back up. Did you catch what the Bible wants you to believe there? Did you catch what was going on? God meets with a group of spirit beings to decide what happens on earth? Is this real? There's another example from the New Testament of a bizarre supernatural passage. And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he is kept in the eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. God sent a bunch of angels to an underground prison? Really? The Bible has a lot of strange things in it, especially about the unseen realm. Most Christians avoid passages like these. Even though they are avoided, guys, these strange passages are important. They teach us specific ideas about God, the unseen world, and our own lives. If we understand them, it will change the way we view God, why we are here, our relation with other people, and our ultimate destiny, our future. Here's another example. We are going to judge the world with God as his co-heirs. 
we will rule over angels. 1 Corinthians 6, 1-3, verse 3 says, Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? Okay. The Bible connects the activities of supernatural beings with our lives and destinies. God desires us to be part of his heavenly family. God wants humanity to be part of his family and rule over creation. From the beginning, God wanted his human family to live in a perfect world along with the family he already had in the unseen realm, his heavenly host. The members of God's heavenly host are not peripheral or insignificant or unrelated to our story. In the Bible, they play a central role. We tend to we tend to skim right past these texts. Okay. Well, you're probably already starting to have some cognitive uh, cognitive blocks. You're probably saying, "I never heard this stuff before." But do you want to believe what the Bible believes? Here's what Second Kings says. Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elijah prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses, in chariots of fire all around Elisha. So God gave Elisha a peek into the heavenly spiritual forces that forget. Okay. And that is what I'm asking you to, to do today. I pray that your eyes of your heart are opened up to this topic of the unseen realm, because what we are going to get into now will truly, 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 truly shake you to your core, because we are, yes, the Bible teaches that other divine beings are real, okay? There's something about the human condition that longs for something beyond our human experience. He has made everything beautiful in his time. And he has put eternity in man's hearts. Ecclesiastes 3.11 The church's typical teaching on the supernatural is boring and powerless. A lot of what Christians imagine about the unseen realm just isn't true. Examples. Angels don't have wings. They always appear in human form. Cherubim don't count because they are never called angels and are creaturely. Okay? Demons don't have tails and horns. Angels and demons are minor players. The church 
never gets to the big guys in their agenda. Okay. The gods are real, plural. The Bible says God has a task force of divine beings that to carry out his decisions. In the Bible, this task force is referred to as God's assembly, council, or court. God presides in this heavenly council. In the assembly of the gods, he gives his decisions. Okay. The word Elohim that is in these texts is often equated with God himself. And people have wrongly just made it a name about God. Here's what, here is a line from Dr. Heiser. God is Elohim, but not all Elohim is God. Okay? It's a Hebrew word. And here's here's some groundbreaking truth for you. It refers to any inhabitant of the unseen spiritual world. And it's used for God, demons, and the human dead. The word is used in Genesis 1.1, Deuteronomy 32.17, in 1 Samuel 28:13, when Saul goes to consult that medium and he wants to speak with Samuel, the prophet that died, Samuel is said to be Elohim there. Okay? The bot in the Bible, any disembodied being whose home address is the spirit world is is in Elohim is a Elohim. So the Bible calls any any being that is not of the natural world Elohim. So it's like it's an address, number one. It, it's, it's saying that's where they're, they belong. That's what they're part of, the unseen realm. Okay? How does the Bible distinguish God from other gods? They are commanded to worship God of the Bible. Praise the Lord, you heavenly beings. Praise his glory and power. Psalm 29 and 1. He is their creator and king. For the Lord is mighty, a God, a mighty king over all the gods. Here's how the council instructor in the business of heaven. The Elohim of Psalm 82 are called the sons of the Most High God. And we're going to look at that passage in a minute. God is Lord of the council. Kingship language is used. Kings rule through extended families. Dominion is a family business. These sons have the next nearest rank by virtue of the relation with him. Some became disloyal. They determined the face of empires. We get a peek into these meetings in Psalm 82 and 
as said earlier in the podcast, First Kings 22. Here is what Psalm 82 reads. So get your Bible out. Write down Psalm. Okay. God presides in his heavenly council. In the assembly of the gods, he gives his decisions. You must stop judging unjustly. You must no longer be partial to the wicked. So this is God coming down on this divine council for not being righteous. He, He goes on to tell them, defend the rights of the poor and the orphans. Be fair to the needy and the helpless. Rescue them from the power of evil people. How ignorant you how ignorant you are. How stupid you how stupid you are completely corrupt and justice has disappeared from the world. You are gods, I said. You are children of the most high. But you will die like mortals. Your life will end like that of any prince. So he's telling these beings, because they disobeyed him, they will be punished. I don't know the timing of this. I don't know if this is when the devil and demons are thrown into the lake of fire at the end of history, or if this was like during that time. I don't think it's present tense. I don't know, but that's back in the nation. This is why this matters. God's heavenly family business is a template for how he relates to his earthly family. God does not need a counsel or us, but chooses to use lesser beings because of love. God is CEO. Those who work for him are his family. They share dominion. They participate in how the company runs. Humans were created to rule earth with him. So, that is a crash course in the unseen realms. So, what Dr. Heiser teaches is that there is a hierarchy in the unseen realm. God had a divine council. There are members of this council who are higher ranking in power and ability and angels and demons, I want you to think about this. Uh, they are minor players. They are they are uh, angels. A job title. It's a job title, and it can refer to both human messengers and angelic messengers. The unseen realm has more than just um, angels and demons. Uh, what we didn't get into tonight is uh, the fact that uh, the disembodied spirits that people run into are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim that died in the flood in Genesis 6. Uh, the Nephilim are the offspring of fallen angels who lusted after human women and their children were these hybrid giants. According to Genesis 6. 
I know, right? Bizarre stuff. But um, because of this rebellion, God flooded the earth, and those Nephilim died in the flood. And ever since, they roamed the earth as disembodied spirits, and they longed to be embodied again. And that's why possession happens. But let me tell you this. I love this line from Dr. Heiser. The, the unseen realm, the dark forces, they have greater plans than to use us as uh, the way he puts it as uh, the way he puts it as um, they have greater plans in using us as human sock puppets, demons, and these spirits, okay? So what we said today are, and I know it's going to, I know it's going to like rattle in your brain and you're going to, some people are going to say, oh, you're a false teacher. No, listen, there are, the, the first commandment, you shall not have any other gods besides me. God didn't make that commandment against your imaginary friend. He didn't make that against a wood carving. The commandment is telling the people of Israel, don't worship these real beings that have taken people and were called to point people to Yahweh, but they made worshipers for themselves. That commandment is against real beings. The divine counsel that we've seen in 1 Kings 22 and Psalm 82, I don't know the, the cosmic mapping anymore, but in the Bible, you see that these different foreign lands and nations were ruled by these council members. I know personally in my interacting interactions with the demonic, these beings are scared of so-called, and this is my terminology, these princes and principalities that are mentioned in the Bible, those words have a sense of uh, greater ranking in the, in the unseen realm, that even lower ranking spirits like demons are afraid of their lieutenants and princes. Um, I, I, I did, I, me and my friends went toe-to-toe with a couple uh, shadow figures years ago that were demonic, and they wanted, they, it was intelligent, they were talking to us. Uh, they wanted to give us the name of the being that sent them to uh, do battle with us because they were afraid of him because they felt. They were sent to shake our faith, to rattle us, to get me out of ministry, and it didn't work. So that is just um, my personal experience. Uh, one little uh, nugget of that. So, yes. 
there are beings around us that are greater than our ability to understand. But they are not greater than our God. We have ultimate victory in Jesus. The demonic forces were defeated at the cross. Christ is King and Lord and Savior, and we can be victorious in him. The church will not be defeated. But there, but today's episode, I wanted to give you a crash course in the supernatural that the Bible has way more to say about it than what we're taught. And I feel like many of us don't have victory or we have confusion about this. Here's what C.S. Lewis once said, and I love this at the beginning of the screw tape letters. This is Mike's paraphrase, so don't don't say I'm misquoting him. People fall into two traps. One, they deny the existence of devils. Or two, they unhelpfully fixate on them. We are not called to be Christian Ghostbusters, but we are also not called to put our head in the sand and pretend the unseen realm is not real. For three years, when Jesus was on earth, guys, he did battle with the unseen realm. The devil and his forces are real, right? But so many in the church today want to put their head in the sand and think the supernatural is not for today. Why do we believe that that the Lord did battle with these things, with the oppressed and the demonic attached and the possessed. And we won't do battle with them either. So I hope today's episode um, has opened up your uh, being curious about the Unseen Realm. Please go find uh, on YouTube, Dr. Heiser teaching on the Unseen Realm. I hope I have uh, enticed you to be more hungry for this topic. And I I want to, I don't know if his family will see this. I don't know Dr. Heiser um, personally. I want to say to his wife and kids, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. Uh, I am sorry for your time of loss right now and grief. I I I just want to encourage anyone who lost lost someone is in Christ. There are no goodbyes, only see you later's. And the man who taught on the unseen realm is now with Jesus in the unseen realm. And one day we'll all have a great reunion together. So I just want to say to our episode uh, listeners, you're listening on Spotify and YouTube and wherever you're seeing this, I want to say thank you for building this community. I hope today's episode has helped you to limp well and limp loved. This topic is near to my heart because... I didn't learn, I didn't know any of this really until 
I started learning from Dr. Heisner. I was your typical, I believe that angels were good, demons were bad, and that's it. The Bible said so much more. Think about 1 Kings 22. That The first time I read that, I was like, who is God talking to? Who are these spirit beings? What? He lets them talk about what's going to happen on earth? Yes. But it all started when a friend introduced me to Dr. Heisner. And I hope today to be that friend for you, to help you regain the supernatural worldview of Scripture. Until next time, this is Pastor Mike for Nymping for Jesus. God bless and have a great week.